we're going places. We're we're going places, baby. It's the sun is shining brightly through these windows, and yeah, it's beautiful. It's making if I if I do that, it makes me look like a ghost. You've all, and it's also also like perfectly down half of your face as well. The ghost <laughs> yeah. ghost line, so you just kind of fade into obscurity, like this podcast. Just like this podcast <laughs> after ten episodes. <laughs> hey man, our our first our first episode episode one has got hundred and thirty listeners. That's really 130, good. 130 downloads, but um, it's hope, just steadily, steadily declines from there onwards, really. Well, I hope people continue listening, because obviously the first one is potentially always going to be the weakest one. Yeah. Because we have to Maybe. grow, you know, together and as a show um, and brand. Yeah. I mean, maybe we should just delete the first one and make the second one the first one, and then, then people Go, hear keep, the second yeah, one and be like, oh, this that. is good. Yeah, exactly. So it so starts every on a high every time, like, yeah, a, high, like yeah. a higher level every time. And people just think we start really, really strong. But no, <laughs> well, you know, we're, we're, we're getting there. It's interesting as well, like looking at just like the titles of each episode. Yeah. And clearly there are people that don't listen to every episode. And there are some people that just literally just look at the title and think, yeah, I'll, that sounds good. So like the Xbox showcase predictions only got 35 views. But then the next episode... Xbox reactions and Halo meme traction got forty six downloads. So yeah, people were people were bothered by the predictions. But then again, we made the predictions after the showcase had happened. <laughs> so that's probably why, because <laughs> people had already people had already watched it and they're like, why are they predicting shit? Oh well, it's a crazy world out there, and we're just trying to get by at the end of the day. I feel like because we've come back from a break, I could do like a Jeremy Clarkson intro. You know when. Like they cut, they always came back from Top Gear or, or um, the Grand Tour and would walk back into the studio, and like yeah. everyone's cheering. And then because it's a new series, that he like he would announce it as if he's surprised they're back as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, I would say I'm, I'm surprised we're back, but it's it, no one can stop us because we're gonna, you know, that's true. We, can't, we don't have no one, one cheering, but I could fade in some cheering no. at the end of the music. Oh, I'd definitely do that. Bring up the cheer fader, yeah, and, and then we're like, yes, thank you, oh, thank you. Oh. <laughs> it, it's we're good back. to be back. We're back. Hey. We're back. We're back. <laughs> is that is that supposed to be JC? I don't know. I've just been texted uh, by a friend of mine saying forty minutes till the Nvidia stream. So if that gives you a clue of what time and day it is, yeah. That's we when don't, we're we recorded. Don't. Also, I did think that after the hiatus, we could have like we could have shifted our schedule a little bit around to make it better. Because we always seem to miss these big shows. But I mean, they're always on a different day. But we we always seem to put the episodes out at a ring time where st- all the stuff's already happened. That's great, though. Is that is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> you always say that. That's great yeah, when no. you when you literally mean the opposite. Um, <laughs> yeah, for, forty minutes to the Nvidia showcase, and I'm predicting no big news out of that. They might um, show some PC stuff. I don't know. Well, it's, it'll be like it's tech gonna, showcase, won't it? It's their it's their new line of three thousand series graphics cards. I don't think they're going to be announcing the full line. I think it's going to be the 3080 
and the newly announced 3090. But so hey, this is just going to be more graphical fidelity, higher resolutions. They're going to get those rays fully traced. It's all yep. going to happen. The, the prices are rumoured at uh, 3060 will be $400. Uh, 3070 will be $600. 3080 will be $600. No, uh, $800, I think. And uh, the... 3090 will be brace yourself $1400. Oh Christy, that's a lot of money. That's going to so, be yeah. that's r- going to be nearly three next generation consoles just for one that graphics card. It costs more card. than my entire PC put together I'm pretty sure. See, when when PC gamers are like why doesn't everyone just be PC gamers? This is why. Because Well, yeah. I mean, it that's depends mad. What, it depends what you're chasing. It's a massive rabbit hole. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So you can so you can you can run the original Crisis on Ultra, can you? Yeah, it looks terrible. It's also a rubbish <laughs> game, um, but yes, I can. So funny. I that, can, those so. games were always the the benchmark, weren't they? For like, as in, like I can remember everyone being like, "Yeah, but can you run Crisis?" <laughs> that was the thing back in like '05 or something. Maybe at the top of all of this, you could just put a little like "We want PC alert" or like a "We want We want P- PC." Uh, hardware chat yes it's it's a specific area that obviously not everyone's going to be super interested in especially if you're just console gaming you'll be like can i turn it on and play a game yes (laughs) (laughs) yeah well i'm sure i'm sure we got some pc gamers that listen but um anyway so that the nvidia big uh, i think it's called the nvidia party shenanigan fest is happening and that's correct 35 minutes from now so maybe while we're recording this we'll get some hot silky we'll dip into it yeah and we'll slip in we'll edit it as if uh it was just already there oh beautiful you're revealing the magic yeah there's going to be some past present future going on that's the sound Uh, of synergy yes Oh, guy! Oh, everybody! It's so nice to be back talking on on podcast. This is good fun. Uh, we missed you for this w- one week that we've been away. We thought we'd have a little break. We've done ten episodes. Maybe we'll do that every time. We'll do ten episodes. Have a week off. Seems like yeah, a nice way sounds, of doing it. Sounds reasonable. Um, also, we were doing stuff. It wasn't just yeah. No, there was reasons. Week yeah. off. Yeah, we weren't being lazy. We were actually quite busy. Um, <laughs> on today's show. Boys and girls, uh, we're going to start as always with the nows, uh, and then we'll move into some chunky, deep-fried chat about what we've been playing over our sort of little hiatus, the video games we've been tucking into, and uh, then we'll dump, jump into some topics and and have a little look at the the idiots online that we like to call fanboys. Um, <laughs> So we'll be we'll have a little chat about them and sort of fanboy culture. Um, but, but before we kind of get into all of that, Mark, I hope you'll kind mm. of allow me to to say this. I don't know if everyone that listened got to the end of uh, the last episode. I hope they did. Um, we mentioned as a sort of joke, but it, we kind of willed it into reality that we'd do a little running feature, a little competition, maybe, um, in which we'll give a little shout out to. Uh, the MVP or the MVL, the most valuable listener, um, for helping us spread the word about the podcast. Um, 
And we said it, and you know what? We had some responses. Um, our our mm. u- usual fave man, Mr. Lawal, he got in there with a claim, but actually just before him was a good friend of mine from back home in the town of Shroversbury, um, also known as Shrewsbury, a good friend of mine called Keaton Kendrick. Um, and he said that he told five people about the podcast. So, Keaton, thanks for telling people. Here's your little jingle. buttons so there you have it uh hope hope you enjoyed that um keaton yeah that's us uh if you want a really crap little song written about you then all you have to do is spread the word to five people about pushing buttons and tell us you did it obviously and it helps if your name rhymes Fortunately, yes. he, had a, he had alliteration, so we had that yeah, on our side. Yeah, definitely. We we yeah, we'll like it if there's you you've got some kind of special thing about your name. Um, yeah, rhyming, alliteration. Maybe it sounds a bit rude. All of that stuff is great. Um, obviously, we we can't really prove that you've told five people, but we're just very trusting boys. That's true. We're just relying on your word. So uh, yeah. don't lie. Be it's nice. A, it's a verbal contract. Correct. When you when you start listening to this show, you're entering a verbal contract. Um, so yeah, we'd love it if you could spread help us spread the word, and you get a little something in return. Uh, but first up, Mark, it's that time that we always look forward to, where where people get to find out some hot new stuff. No 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 news. Still don't have a jingle for the news. Uh, Can we shame. talk about GamesCon? Yeah, I'll, I'll allow you to do that. We we both so, we both watched that, didn't we? We did. Uh, obviously, there was a, an event going on from the twenty seventh uh, to the thirtieth of August, twenty twenty. August. Uh, however, there was the the, the two hour uh, live stream, and uh, I checked this with Ben because I thought maybe my internet was going absolutely uh, bananas. But it turns out the stream was a bit crap for you as well. Is that right? Yeah, it was very jumpy. Um, and there are some audio sync problems. But I, I found that to be kind of a running theme with a few of the streams where, that I've been watching over the course of lockdown. And obviously it's hard to do, you know, to be able to do these streams, but it was a bit disappointing. Yeah, it was, it was this one felt all over the place um, in terms of the stream quality. It was yeah. jumpy and out of sync and wowza. I don't know what was going on there. But aside from that, um, it was a two-hour live stream. So we're not going to go through everything because we'll be here all day day yeah but here's a few standout things that that uh, we spotted whilst uh, whilst watching and it was actually in sync and working uh first up outer worlds dlc peril on gorgon will be releasing on september 9th so if you liked outer worlds that's pretty soon did, that's pretty soon very soon uh, yeah that'll be coming out uh, do, do you want more outer worlds i do i i stupidly i i didn't finish it i was really enjoying it but then i think uh, another game came out so i just lost track of it a little bit but everything i did play was great and i love pavati she is a uh, she is bay yeah i agree uh I, yeah i did the same thing i played like a, a huge chunk of it and just did loads of side quests and then went cool yeah. and yeah. just play something else and forgot. yeah and it's a struggle it's good it is really good and it's a struggle it's just with those kind of games it's really daunting to dive back into it because there's 
you, you know, you, when you've got a character and you know exactly what's going on with them and you're thinking, this is where I'm going to put my experience points into it. When you then jump back into it, it's like, where the hell am I? Who am I? What was I doing? <laughs> so it is a really tricky thing to jump back into. But I really enjoyed yeah. the game. So I might have to give this a try. Peril on Gorgon, September 9th. Uh, another announcement was Dragon Age 4. It was actually just a load of making of footage, like behind the scenes stuff. Uh, yeah. We've discussed Dragon Age before. It wasn't our bag. No, not really. Um, um, yeah, they showed a lot of a lot of sort of in development um, concept artwork and that kind of thing. And I think a lot of Dragon Age fans were very excited by it, but for all intents and purposes, it looks like that game is a long way off because uh, yes. yeah, it was all, it was all very early, you know, concept footage. So yeah, it, the Dragon Age fans got excited. I don't think anyone was expecting to see anything of it, so that would have been a really nice surprise for a lot of people. Yeah, I think there's four people going, yes, I love Dragon Age. And we're really <laughs> now, you know, being given hope of a new one. Slightly uh, more than, I think you mean slightly more than four, everyone. But, you know, it's just a joke. Five, yeah. Okay. Lego Star Wars, if you need more uh, Lego Star I feel like there's billions of Lego Star Wars games. There's probably yep. only three, but I can't remember. Uh, the Skywalker Saga is due for release in spring 2021. I, prob- I mean, I'm good. But if you like the Lego games, they are fun. They're cute. Yeah, but. I mean, I, I, so I never really, I, pl- I always played like demos of them, but I never actually owned any of them. And this trailer for this one actually made me think, you know what, maybe, maybe I'll give it a go this time because it looks quite different to the way the other ones played in terms of the other ones. They had elements of the stories but it, you were always just kind of put into a, a room and like to fight off enemies and find things. Whereas this seems to be really closely recreating a lot of the set pieces from the films and yeah. a bit, a bit, a bit, yeah, I don't know, a bit more of a faithful retelling of the films as opposed to the other games, which was quite loose. Um, it's difficult to describe, mm. but go, go watch the trailer. I quite, I quite like the look of it. Um, but it's like you said, there have been a hell of a lot of Lego Star Wars games. So it's interesting that they're choosing to do it again. Um, so yeah Skywalker Saga nice I think the only ones I own are the Lord of the Rings and the Marvel Avengers one. Oh, the fun. Marvel they're Avengers fine. one was good yeah that one was a good laugh it's a bit, bit clunky but it was a laugh yeah uh, next up Age of Empires 3 definitive edition uh, it will feature cross-platform multiplayer two new game modes and it will be in ultra 4k oh, s- sorry I was going to say what's the difference between 4k and ultra 4k don't know. Uh, HDR capability, potentially? Don't really know. Okay. I mean, they're just continuing the theme of, like, looking at that back catalogue and going, hey, let's spruce that one up. They've done it twice to Age of Empires 2. Why not do it for 3? Yeah. It's more money out of that, I guess. I've not played Age of Empires 3. Uh, our good friend Josh Mallet is a big fan. Yeah, I've played, top, I've top played it. I really like it. I think it's very you good. You like it? Yep. Cool. I think it's really good. Well, maybe so. I'll give this version a go. Yeah, I can't remember. Did they say that was just for PC? I can't remember. I mean, I, it will play best on PC, but... Uh, well, RTS is historically, yeah, it's a little easier on PC, but I think it's, I don't know, I think it's on everything. Because I know there are some games for Xbox that allow for mouse and keyboard support. So I wonder, I if, I wonder if they'll do that for that. Um, Perhaps. Mayhaps. Uh, next up, they... They showed off some stuff, They a bit of developer chatting about why they wanted to do it, etc. for a new Medal of Honor game, which is going to be a purely VR game called Medal of Honor Above and Beyond, which, of course, is going back to 
World War II, uh, as if there haven't been enough games set in the World War II timeline for killing Nazis and taking German names. Um, and I want my scalps. And I want my scalps. Um, yeah. I, I, I thought. I think we all thought Medal of Honor was kind of dead. Um, Gorlami. I really enjoyed <laughs> Gorlami. Gorlami. Really, <laughs> Gorlami. I really enjoyed some of the old Medal of Honor games. And then after Airborne, um, I think they tried to compete with Call of Duty and yeah. died a horrible death. Um, and the series sort of killed itself. I personally really l- liked them, especially Frontline and Airborne. They just had the World War Two style gunplay really down, and I was into that. Um, so it's nice to see the title back. Um, I don't have any VR headset capability here, so I won't be playing that one. However, um, it sort of looks like it'll be really fun. Graphically, it does, doesn't look like super sharp. It didn't look like super great. Well, but I guess that's actually, the issue with VR. They never look incredible. Yeah, but I think it looks fun and it might be a good transition for Medal of Honor now. Um, so we'll and just it's, have to see where that It's being made by Respawn, who did Titanfall and Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. So they've got a bit yeah. of, a, you know, they've got a good pedigree with, um, you know, shooters and story-based action games. So I'm sure it will be good for, and, and it yeah. will probably be one of the better VR titles going. I, I do wonder if they will find a way of bringing it to non-VR uh, capabilities at some point, you know, consoles and PCs, just because I think there's probably quite a lot of people that would be really up for playing a new Medal of Honor game just because of nostalgia, and it was such a huge franchise for a lot of people. Yeah, agree. Uh, yeah. Next up, Spellbreak. A new Battle Royale that launched the same night as Gamescom. Uh, it's a third-person spellcaster kind of game. It's, an, it's, it's another Battle Royale. Yeah, I Your... genuinely think this trailer was when i stopped watching the um the the, the show just because i was like this <laughs> i'm bored i'm done with this now because i do i just don't need another battle royale it had the set no. it just, and it had the very set it had that same sort of slightly cartoony uh sea of thieves-esque graphics that is just loads of stuff has at the moment i was just i'm just uh, just bored man i'm just bored of all of this stuff it's like they're just beating a dead horse, and and even though there a lot of battle royales are really popular, I feel like you really need to come out with something either very different, different like Four Guys, or be a hugely well-known franchise like Call of Duty, where people are like, I love Call of Duty so much, and I'll I'll do a battle royale in its world. So unless you're one of those two things, I just think you're just going to get lost in them, in the mud of it all. I think this looked more interesting better than the ubisoft offering whatever that's called oh god yeah i played that for half an hour (laughs) i played that for half an hour and then got rid of it i didn't i didn't bother downloading that one because i knew i wasn't going to like it but like if if someone forced me to pick i think spellbreak at least looks more unique okay sort of third person it's all spells and stuff rather than just gunplay um probably won't play it though spells are cool uh next up this was probably like the biggest moment of the whole evening um they showed a good chunk of gameplay from the new ratchet and clank game coming to the ps5 and they also revealed it's going to be a launch window game which kind of makes you think does that mean it's coming out on launch or uh within the first month who knows but anyway so that's quite a big thing for them so now that and the spider-man miles morales games are their two big launch titles um so it's a lot more than xbox have in terms of big big titles uh but yeah there's been some really positive reactions to this gameplay and 
in a time in which it's some like extended gameplay from next generation is hard to come by they showed a lot of it and people you know a lot of people are saying this this is one of the first games they've seen gameplay of that yeah really does look next gen just in terms of like the amount going on on screen and the fidelity and resolution and you know the way it all looks um but I did also hear some people saying that they because they did a Ratchet and Clank remake for PS4, um, mm. which already had like near to like Pixar movie quality visuals, and it's kind of like how far can you advance that? How much better than that can you really get? And I guess it's just the amount of stuff going on on screen without drops in frame rate is the impressive thing, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to poop on Ratchet and Clank too much because a lot of people love it and I don't think they're bad games but I said this in a previous thing Ratchet and Clank for me was always like fun enough but like not like not really my thing I always felt like it was a battle between wanting to be some sort of like wacky third person shooter and a platforming game and it does neither very good for me Um, I think the main takeaway from what they're showing is is unfortunately something that we will all take for granted and it is those load times yeah everything that was going on 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 screen and all the dimension changes and stuffing were were instant when you're playing the game you are just going to take that for granted because you're not thinking about the back the background processes going on yeah so i kind of had to remind myself when watching that gameplay this isn't really my thing sure i've kind of played this before i'm not invested in those two characters particularly however actually what's going on is pretty incredible and it we're all just gonna take that for granted because it will become the norm yeah so i kind of have to remind myself that it's impressive yeah rather than going oh this isn't for me yeah Um, no i I hear you so that's that's kind of how it how it went down for me um but i mean it looks all right the one thing i would say just from a gameplay mechanic thing is they were making this obviously the dimension changes and everything that's going on in terms of the different worlds and things interacting with one of the gameplay elements was like looking at a i guess you'd call it like a rift yes like a broken like a a bit of a portal space time a bit of a portal a a bit of a portal (laughs) basically you look at the rift and press a button now in terms of gameplay i've done a lot of gameplay things where you look at something and press a button yeah now Again, could be taking for granted what's actually happening on screen when you do that yeah. in terms of pulling the rift towards you and it opening up and uh, pulling, you know, whatever it was doing. Those load times and that processing, again, might be impressive. But from a gameplay point of view, <sighs> I've pressed buttons before. <laughs> and you'll carry on pushing buttons for a long time, we all hope, Mark. <laughs> Absolutely right. Anyway, so we that was Gamescon. Again, it was two hours. Yeah. That's that we've probably gone on for too long, and that was a snippet. Well, the last the last on. thing from it actually was was they announced season two of Fall Guys um, during during oh, okay. the stream, uh, which basically yeah. seems to be a bit of a medieval themed overhaul. They're doing lots of knights and armor skins. They announced a few more game like game types for it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think. Uh, it's, looks it's, all right. It's exactly what I yeah. It's exactly what I wanted. I want more of those platformy levels rather than the team games. Yeah. Um, so they've they've put in more of those sort of total wipeout stages, those Takeshi Castle yeah. type things, and that's what I want. It does look like they're they're introducing some moving platforms. So if you know the game, there's just a grab button where you can grab each other or grab ledges or whatever it is or grab eggs. Yeah. So what they've added is like these movable staircases and things. So it looks like even if you're not on teams, you're going to have to kind of work together so you can move, the, wobble the staircase into the right place and, never, and then scramble up oh, it and right. stuff. So 
it just looks like more silliness and what we kind of want anyway. Yeah, a lot of people, me, so, myself included, were hoping that they were going to announce it coming to more platforms, but not yet. We're still waiting. No, they did say, didn't they? To be honest, yeah. Um, so, yeah. And there were there were loads across the whole course of Gamescom, not just the opening night. There were loads and loads of indie games showing off, but there are there, like you said, there are so many to go through, and we would be here for a very long time. But just go and check out some of the trailers that they show. the The, the tricky thing with indie games is that I find it very hard to make. Um, first impressions with with indie games are difficult and often I just need to play it to get a good feel of what I I can expect from it and what I'm going to enjoy and also you know you you can only really base it on what other people think of it and reviews because there are so many hundreds of thousands of indie games and it's just such a difficult choice to dive into one Um, but there's there's loads and some of them look really cool so yeah if if you're up for indie games which we both are go go check out the list from Gamescom so outside of games yes talk talk to me about Halo oh sorry yeah that's what I was going to do sorry (laughs) that's all right, mate I appreciate the segue uh, so outside of Gamescom, there's been some other news. The ongoing sort of garbage truck on fire that is the Halo Infinite situation has had a few developments. The sort of big one really is that they've rehired some old talent, the sort of biggest of which is an old hand from the the Bungie era, uh, Joe or Joseph he goes by both Staten or Staten, Staten, I think. Uh, who is involved with the stare, starey, the starey and the, and the story. Oh, my God. I can't get through an episode without some kind of hideous misread. Uh, he was involved with the story on Halo 1, 2 and 3. He was also involved with a lot of the cutscenes and the sort of battle dialogue and all that kind of stuff for the first three Halo games. And he also did all of the voice, the voices for the grunts, which is a fun little easter egg um but he's been he's been rehired uh into the fold at, over at 343 basically to sort out the story of halo infinite which does you know worry you slightly it's doesn't such a it mess. i mean it's such a mess like it's genuinely such they, a mess i don't know where to they're begin. gonna have to st- so it sounds like not. they're starting from scratch really as in they'll have a lot of artwork and assets that they can use and mechanics and things but uh, I mean, the- well, they didn't have they didn't have anything to show for years. Yeah. They've been working on it for years. A year, like a year ago, they dropped the like the main director, which is never good. Yeah. And then they showed this, and everyone went, "Hang on, why does this look crap?" And then three four three industries went, "Wait a minute, yeah, why does this look crap? We'll delay it." And now they're bringing on someone to help with the story, which is at least something you think would be sorted by now. It's a catastrophe. Yeah. But we can only hope they do get their act together and sort it out. But it just sounds like an absolute mess it's it is just mad that it was it was able to get to the point where it got so close to release and it was only that that point when they showed off the gameplay that were like ah, oh, yeah no we should probably delay this like why didn't they make that decision earlier and now it's going to be i mean they said that it's being pushed for, to 2021 but it's going to be the end of the year at least it can't come out any yeah. sooner than that and if it does it'll still be rushed so, and they also, I think, rehired. Is it create? It's not Creative Assembly. Who is it? It's 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 a it's a company that helped them with multiplayer in previous years. They've got back on board to help design maps and that kind of thing. Uh, but the name of the company has just escaped me, which is really annoying. But yeah, so they're making some moves, which is great for the game. But in terms of it coming out anytime soon, that ain't gonna happen, people. 
So that's the three four three side of things. Another 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 thing, Mark, that neither of us probably are yeah. that interested in is a uh, new Call of Duty game has been announced. It's it's a game with seven words in its title: Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Yeah, um, I might have said this before. In terms of Call of Duty, um, I didn't really like Modern Warfare that much. I really liked Modern Warfare Two. I really liked World at War. I really liked Black Ops, the first one. Hated Black Ops Two. Stopped playing Call of Duties for years. Came back to Modern Warfare, which feels like a sort of solid, well built sort of hybrid of black ops and modern warfare 2 kind of going back to the roots but obviously upgrading in graphics more gameplay types and all that sort of thing and attachments for guns plays fine not my favorite game in the world but it's good fun Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, I don't, I'm not really interested. Well, there's, there's you might be, because plenty... it's apparently a sequel to the first Black Ops. Yeah, but there was a Black Ops 2 and then a Black Ops 3 and then a Black but Ops 4. But this is continuing so... the story of the first one. Whether or not the gameplay will be any good, it's continuing the story of Black Ops 1, apparently. Sure, but I'll be honest, it's so long ago, I don't remember the story of Black fair Ops one, 1. Fair one, fair one, okay. But I've got enough multiplayer going on on Modern Warfare to sort of keep my Call of Duty-ness... At bay. Yeah. Okay. Great stuff. So I don't really, I don't really need this. But anyway, it's it's um, initial release date is slated for the thirteenth of November. My this birthday. Year. Um, yeah. Cool. I, I, I'm I'm not much of a Call of Duty guy. The tra- I mean, the trailer looks great. The graphics look awesome, and it's set in the eighties, which is a decade that I really like. But yeah, actually, I'm just. I'm just sort of done with the whole, like, we're going to have to do an illegal... The president is getting us to do an illegal... We're a bunch of four guys, and we're going to do an illegal mission that the president, Reagan, wants us to do behind enemy lines. This war is cold. I'm just, I'm just like, I'm, I'm just done with all the bravado of it and all of that stuff that you get with the, like, the hype train that you get with the Call of Duty games. I'm just kind of like, not, not my cup of tea, really. Sorry. No, but I mean, it might be all right. I'm just personally not interested. Yeah, yeah no, I'm, it could be a good game. Rumours about the new Nintendo Switch. Finally, uh, we have a kind of sort of vague date that it's going to, well, not a date, but early 2021, which, you know, isn't that far away. A new model coming at the start of the year. Uh, I've, I've got a quote here that says it will include more computing power and 4K high definition graphics. And the new model will most likely feature an upgraded but custom version of the NVIDIA Tegra chipset based on newer ARM technologies. So it looks like they're really they're going into power, which yeah. is not what we expected or what we said we really wanted. I wanted a, a slightly larger screen to fill the tablet and it run at 10, you know, 1080p. I just wanted it to be HD. But 4K in a handheld... Is this thing going to be well, on this fire is, and chugging? This is what makes me think that the rumours aren't true because this doesn't sound like Nintendo, if I'm totally honest. Um, but, I mean, it, the the it's, they're saying that in handheld it'll run at 1080p and 4K on the TV. So there's obviously some, you know, the 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 dock will actually serve a purpose by the sound of it. Um, but... Yeah, maybe. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's. It, but it doesn't sound like Nintendo to be chasing. No, the 4K that's what that's thing. what that's what I'm saying. Like it's 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 bizarre and and doesn't really sound believable. What does sound believable is in the same breath they said that this is a lot of this is from Bloomberg who sort of reported it. Um, they said that the new model is said to have more interactivity 
which does sound like something Nintendo would say. It's a more interactive experience, which just kind of like, what the hell does that mean? Do Do you think they're updating the motion controls and gonna like? Maybe yeah. is, is it a focus to try and bring back the glory days of the original Wii and give? Because there's there's motion in there, right? And there's also the haptic feedback, but they've not. That's never really felt present in no, any of the game. No, it I have hasn't. To say. I mean, I, part of me. Because they're also saying they're going to get rid of the Joy-Con drift problem, which instantly says to me, mm-hmm. old Joy-Cons aren't likely to be compatible with it, um, which would be slightly annoying because a lot of people Perhaps. bought a lot of Joy-Cons um, and extra Joy-Cons so that they can play with friends and all this kind of thing. Um, but if they're improving on that, I, I mean, I might be wrong. It might They might be compatible and all that kind of thing. But yeah, it does make you think maybe it's going to be some kind of upgraded Joy-Con that will allow you to do mad motion control stuff. I What I want is a new WarioWare game on the Switch. And if they Please. do that, I want to see some mad stuff of like crazy interactivity. That's what I like from Nintendo. So that would be great, Tar. But yeah, I, this is it's exciting. And I, 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 I said to you before we started that the Tokyo Game Show is coming up very soon, in the, within the next couple of weeks at least. And that could be a place that Nintendo turn up and finally, you know, state their claim and talk about what they've been doing. I'd be hugely surprised if they did do that, just because this year they have been more silent than flipping Wembley Stadium at the moment when they're playing the football because there's no crowd in. Nice. Cheers, man. That nice was a great analogy, wasn't it? Um, yeah. I mean, rumour or not, it's just nice to hear that something's happening. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is. Especially with all these really crappy uh, mini directs that just bring nothing to the table. It's just... More like indirect. <laughs> oh. Oh. Zing! Uh, yeah. Uh, so let's hope it's true, Nintendo. Thanks for, thanks for the little taste. Yeah. Uh, Wasteland 3 is out on Xbox and PC. You going to be playing that? Uh, probably not. I mean, uh, if if there's just a big gap where I'm not really playing anything, it could be something that I just load up and give a go. But I haven't actually played any of the Wastelands. They're sort of continuing the original vibe of what Fallout 1 and 2 was before it got turned into a sort of third-person uh, adventure RPG situation. Uh, so it's a top-down sort of whatever you'd call it. Yeah, well, I will talk about it briefly because I actually gave it a try. Uh, So I'll talk about it when we start, we get round to what we've been playing recently. But yeah, Um, probably, probably, probably not. But if, if you tell me you really like it, maybe, maybe I'll have a look. Uh, Marvel's Avengers is out on Thursday, the 3rd of September. Crikey, that soon. In fact, that'll be out by the time this podcast is out. Yeah. Did you play the beta? Joseph Bellum. No, I didn't. I I didn't. Didn't have access to it on the Xbox, so I did not oh, right. play it. I did potentially have uh, access to it, but chose not to because I think it looks shit. Um, I have a couple of friends that played it. Mixed thoughts on it. One of my friends in particular said, you know what? I actually thought the gameplay side of it was kind of fun. Another friend of mine said, I'm really not understanding why it's a games of service game. I don't think it suits it. It sounds like it'll just be a lot of bother and hassle. Um, but he did also add, but like if there were four or five of us that were just like all picking it up and playing, maybe it's something you could jump into and actually would have fun yeah. with. I think it would be fun with friends. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I've heard so many mixed things, but I have seen that if you are someone that is a fan of 
the Marvel roster of characters and superheroes in general, and you like loot-based games, then there's something here for you. Um, I've also heard that like the first hour or so of the story, which is what a lot of people have played, is actually really good um, and is is good world-building stuff. But yeah, also just a lot of mixed things like... Yeah. Apparently the PC beta was like horrifically filled with bugs and um, and just yeah so, some of some of the loot stuff and and co- cosmetic stuff is just really weirdly done. But yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see. It's coming out in two days for us. It'll already be out for all you listeners. We'll see what the reviews say. Uh, finally, this is a very exciting one. Uh, with, there's been more talk about the Mass Effect Remasters trilogy, which we all crave and need in our lives. <laughs> Um, rumored, I, I, you, he, you've put here that it's rumored for the 29th of September. I saw some point in October. Where have you heard 29th of Sep from? Google. Nice. So sometime <laughs> in the next couple of months, yeah. there's rumors that it could be out, which is v exciting. It's, it's either the end of this month or somewhere in October. We know not exactly when. That's the rumour I picked up. can't remember from where, but I did Google it. But that's what I came up with. I'm very intrigued to see, one, what platforms it's going to come out Everything. on. Everything. And two, what exactly they have done. If it's just purely we've put a new coat of paint on it, or if they have gone in and sort of altered with any anything. They're not going to have within, redone the within story the game. of three, if that's what you're thinking. No, no. I was more thinking about like the ridiculously long uh, lifts in Mass Effect 1 loading from area to area if they're going to find a way of fixing that or or (laughs) the horrendously slow... Was it called the Mako, the car that went on to go on to planets with those moments in the first Mass Effect? And probing Um, in Mass Effect 2. Probing Mm. in Mass Effect, which I actually enjoyed more than the Mako in Mass Effect 1. Oh, yes. But, uh, yeah... Um, I'm, so yeah, I'm interested to see if they if they um if they do anything with those with those elements of the games, but regardless, just very, very excited. If I can get that on my Switch, I'm gonna be Ooh. absolutely jazzed. Yeah, I won't. I'm gonna be absolutely jazzed because you won't. No. I, I, anything oh. that's shooting, I just won't buy on Switch. Oh, but it's barely shooting. It's not first oh, person. Come off it. It's loads of shooting. It's third person, barely, mate. But it's beer. So I'm not yeah, using third, I'm not but, using that crappy analogue stick to shoot, I'm afraid. Oh, but I just want... I need an RPG on the go. It's great. Uh, the, all of Final Fantasy and Chrono Trigger's on there. I've got Final Fantasy Ch- X. Trials of Mana or whatever it's called. No, not all that crap. Child. No, I want... Child of Mana. <laughs> can't remember. Childs. Um, so, yeah, Mass Effect Remastered Trilogy coming out soon, baby. That'd be great. Wee why, wee why. PC hardware chat warning. Wee why. Hey, Bellum, we hinted that we were going to do some timey-wimey sort of editing movie magic. Yeah. And uh, since then, we have had two huge uh, pieces of news, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. including the the aforementioned NVIDIA uh, RTX 30 series graphics card release with all those delicious specs and numbers. Oh, so so many numbers, Mark. I mean, if, if it weren't for you, I would be lost in those numbers. I'm lost in those numbers. It's all very exciting. They're really uh, putting the hammer down 
on AMD's graphics department, which have got to clap back with something big. Yeah. Otherwise they're out of the game. Um, we won't bore you with all the all the numbers and that sort of thing, but what I will say is um, if you want to go watch the NVIDIA thing, they started off with a big like um, celebration of all their previous series of cards and their innovations and bigging themselves up as, as they would do, I suppose, uh, and then started talking about all their AI learning stuff, which is all very exciting and very clever. Mm-hmm. Um, again, Go watch it if you're if you're into into that sort of thing. I've got to say, from for you here for someone who's not into the PC stuff at all, I have actually gone back and watch it watched it, and it is just really interesting from a point of view in terms of like um, in just like the steps that technology is making and like how how everything works in terms of like graphical processing and stuff. It is really interesting, and yeah, I was distracted by all of the numbers that I didn't understand, but it is a really cool video, so I would <laughs> implore people to watch it. Absolutely, go do that. Um, basically, all the all the a lot of the numbers, in, you know, talking about transistors and all this sort of thing, are double what people uh, were estimating would be on these cards. Wow! So okay. the jump, the jump is ginormous. Um, if the, so, the twenty series cards um, were like obviously a decent jump, but the ray tracing technology was very new. Um, so being an early adopter, it was more expensive. Um, it was a new thing. So if you had a game that has ray tracing and you turned it on you were really only getting you know anywhere depending on the cards 30 to 60 fps whereas these cards or mama you're going to be running at 2k 4k with ray tracing on and it's going to be absolutely sweet and dandy not only that the prices are cheaper which people are speculating whether that's to um put the hammer down even harder on amd or to compete with the console market Mm. because a lot of the chat was you know what these consoles might be getting so powerful that like even like pc ssds and uh, graphics cards are gonna look like not as big and shiny in comparison but this 3000 series has come out swinging saying nope see ya 8k resolution at 60 fps with ray tracing see ya consoles and all that sort of good pc mr stuff yeah anyway very quickly um i predict well i didn't predict i knew that there was going to be the sort of big cards shown and they did that with the uh, geforce rtx 3070 which is starting at 499 this is dollars by the way 499 that will be closer to 600 pounds i believe the 3080 which will be 699 and the 3090 which is a replacement for the titan graphics card series which is a humongous ginormous card this is the card that can do 8k resolution is this the one that he was holding is this the 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 big like chunky boy this is, this is the one yeah this is the one that like looked like he was holding a, a newborn yeah. baby is that big from the future uh but that <laughs> yeah that's coming up with uh 24 gigabytes of gddr6 vram at 14.99 so it's very expensive uh it's the high top end but it's all it's all very exciting and i think um if you bought a 20 series in the last few weeks or a couple months even you're looking uh, you're going to be a little upset because not only are these cheaper but the performance is out of this world compared to uh, that gen. What what series have you got again? What where where do you sit in this in these uh, things? So uh, I'm the series underneath the twenty series. So okay. T- uh, so when this comes out, I'll be two generations behind. But that's, oh, that's okay. okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm in that position where like my card is still relevant. I I'm not really looking to upgrade yet. Like it's such a good series that it's really tempting. But equally. Um, 
this card's fine. I could wait. Yeah. I could genuinely wait for the next the next series, even and uh, or the or the one after. It depends where you know what I want, what I need. But they will be they're they're available very soon. The thirty seventy uh, won't be available till October, but the thirty eighty and the thirty ninety is September seventeenth and the twenty fourth, respectively. Great stuff. It's funny. All the I mean, we're going to be talking more about fanboys, but already the fanboys are all over Twitter. I've seen a lot oh, of yeah. like so- Sony ponies saying, uh, you know, that the Xbox Series X is even more obsolete now that they've come out with this this card. Like you said, <laughs> I suppose. I mean, there there will definitely be some thinking in terms of the way they're pricing it and what what it can do versus these new consoles. Um, it's just it's just funny because. Who would have thought a company bringing out a graphics card would be, you know, um, fodder for gaming, you know, video console gaming fanboys to to be to be raising it as something to be brought into the debate? I I would not have thought that. I mean, that's what we need more uh, more kindling to that fire. Yeah, let's fuel that that debate fire. Even well, it's not debate; it's just ugly birds being thrown at each other. Um, But yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's interesting. It's exciting. I'm not a PC guy, but if I had loads of money, I'd do an absolute Henry Cavill and I'd build myself a bad boy with this new GeForce NG and Nokia N-Gage. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dearie me. <laughs> I'm really hoping Henry comes out with another video where he just like throws his... I, I assume he bought a 2080 Ti, I don't remember. Yeah, I'm hoping probably. he just does a video where he just bins it and has a 3090. <laughs> yeah. He, well, he's in the camp of the people that uh, must be kicking themselves right now. Yeah, but you um, could also afford it, so it's okay. Yeah, very, very true. There, and like you said, there was two pieces of big news, and we've uh, classic Nintendo have just absolutely dropped out of nowhere. They're clearly so terrified by all the Nintendo fans who keep getting disappointed by all of these directs now that they're not even they're not foreshadowing them in any way whatsoever, and they're just putting stuff out. I mean, there were lots of rumours that this was going to come out um, on Thursday or Friday of this week, um, but they've just dropped it. And um, it was a, a sort of a mini direct uh, showcasing how Nintendo are going to celebrate Mario's 35th anniversary. He's an old fella now these days, is Mazza. Um, there were some some announcements that we kind of already speculated that we thought were coming. And a good few surprises as well. Um, and some weird Nintendo shit that we always expect to see. Um, yeah. But the the big the big boy that um, we had kind of speculated and we've talked about one of the things that Nintendo have had in the bank is they are they are releasing Super Mario 3D All Stars uh, and they will yeah they're releasing it on the 18th of September on the Nintendo Switch so yeah. that's good we we had talked about this hadn't we how is something that was going to come yeah I. <sighs> God, I, Nintendo, they're just, they're, they're such wind-up merchants that, that I'm I'm really annoyed by this video, not least of all because they just were farted out on YouTube with, you know, yeah. with, probably with a tweet or something, and when everyone just went, oh, which is like just absolutely zero foreshadowing apart from some yeah. leaks. That's annoying. But with this 3D Mario All-Stars thing, I... Mario 64, right, yeah, great game, like... I'd probably play it. I'd probably play it again. Like, can't really argue with that. Super Mario Sunshine split the crowd a little bit. I'm not into it. I've no interest in playing it. I genuinely love Super Mario Galaxy One, but two's not in there. And I was 
really hoping that we were just going to get those games together. I wouldn't even care mm. if it was a separate thing and Super Mario Galaxy 1 and 2 was just the Mario Galaxy HD remaster collection or something. Yes. Yeah. But the fact that it's just the first game and it's bundled with a game I'm not going to buy. I'm looking at that trio and just thinking, I don't really want this because I'm, I'm just going to have a whole game that I've tried to play, t- you know, two or three times and don't like and I'm not going to try again. Um, I, I- I would definitely give Sunshine another go just because I played like the first third of it and I would be interested in trying it again. But I agree that it's it's the one that gets me least excited out of those three. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I mean, there's already people that are upset about various things about this. Um, people were th- imagining that Super Mario 64 at least would get some sort of um, remake, or, but it seems to just be all the original textures and they've just basically upped, upped the resolution and made it super crisp but it's it's just made essentially it by nine yeah they've so they've yeah. done that they've they've enhanced it but it's not a remake by any uh stretch of the imagination um yeah also where where the hell is mario galaxy 2 weirdly also at the end of the direct they sort of had like this medley of loads of like the origins of mario up until today and it just skipped out Galaxy 2. It went from Galaxy 1 mm. straight to Odyssey. So it's kind of glaringly obvious that they're ignoring it, which makes you think either they're like, crap, we haven't done it, let's ignore it, or they have got something planned. Something else that makes me think this potentially is that they they said this weird thing that the game will only be available on the eShop and to buy physical copies of until March 2021. So they've put this sort of deadline on it. Which is really strange. I think the deadline's only on the physical copy, is that No, right? no, it's the eShop as well. It 100%, really? 100% is. They'll be taken down. It's a, it's a limited... So the re, and, and they do, they're doing it as well with the, like, which we'll talk about in a sec. There's sort of this weird, like, Mario Super Mario Brothers Battle Royale kind of thing. And that's got the same limit on it. So it makes you think, one, what are they doing in March? Is this when this new console is going to come out and everything's going to get a total, I don't know, re- they're going to reshift the way it's all done? Or is in March, are they just going to add Galaxy 2 to this collection, but they have to kind of take it down off the show? I don't know. Or it's just Nintendo being usually as bloody weird as they already are and just doing this to make people think, well, I've got to get it now before March because it'll be gone then, which is just the weirdest strategizing yeah. I've ever heard. Um, and that, that's really annoying for me because like, I want to play Mario Galaxy 2, but I don't want to buy this collection. But yeah. like, now that they're like, basically threatening that it's only available for a <laughs> exactly. time, I'm like... Okay, so I'm. I like at this point, I might as well just go buy a secondhand Wii so I can play one and two. <laughs> do you know? Do you know yeah, what I, mean? I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Like Mario 64 is great, but I'm not that interested in playing it. Yeah. If it was a remake, I'd be like, oh, you know what? Maybe it's time. Yeah. Maybe I will replay it. What game? But I'm not that interested. Th- the other, the other thing was um, that's not included is is Super Mario World. Sorry, Super Mario 3D World, which is a game I never played. Yeah. And I've got a couple of friends that just say it's superb. Yeah. Um, and prefer it to Galaxy, and some people prefer Mario Galaxy two to one. Yeah, but anyway, uh, um, but it's not in the collection. It's its own game with this plus Bowser's Fury thing. Which which I'm guessing I, it's I some don't kind know of, whether that was. Uh, I'm assuming it's additional story like DLC vibes. I don't really know. Yeah, I don't know whether it was part of the original. Is what I was wondering. Yeah, but ha- having not played it, 
uh, like I'm, I'm obviously interested in that, but it's not part of the collection. Yeah. So for me, it's just making this collection like less and it, less worth it. It's for me. weird that they've called it 3D All Stars, and the one game that had 3D in its title, Super Mario 3D World, isn't in the isn't collection. Um, and obviously, it's a very, it's a different sort of style game. I get it; it was re- released on a handheld console, but 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 still, yeah, odd. So yeah, like you said, Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury will be coming out on February. 21st 2021 so that one's a little while off um but i'm excited for that i do want to play it yeah i'm looking forward to that i'm also with this and the previous one i'm very interested to see how they're going to price them no doubt it'll be 50 pounds for each because that's what they seem to seem to do yeah for sure (laughs) um next one was a little bit of a was a weird one because at first i was like this is stupid this is classic weird nintendo (laughs) but as it went on i was thinking this could be weirdly fun and i was starting to have ideas Uh... about it but it is so basically it's mario kart live home circuit which basically allows you to build a sort of virtual track but it's also a physical track and you can race around your own home because you've got a little essentially a remote control mario in a cart and he's got a little camera on the back of his cart and it sort of uses ar um to track the room and you could build a track and it's a strange thing it's quite clever how they make so, it happen oh it's so clever i watched this thinking this is superb and utterly useless and i will never buy this but i really enjoyed the spectacle (laughs) of it so just to clarify you 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 have an actual rc car of mario luigi i'm sure they'll have peach and yoshi you know a later date yeah you're you're, if you own an rc car you know that you stare at the car and move it around your room In, in in this case you'll be staring at your switch through the camera of the car with the augmented reality adding boxes and uh, you know yeah items. playing and normal mario kart through your switch yeah yeah but with a real cart going around your room which presumably you won't really look at because you're looking yeah. at the screen so it's it's very weird the thing is is that not everyone has the giant living rooms <laughs> that they um and without carpets on the floor i'm guessing because that'll rubbish yeah with no carpets yeah. um and it's just like you're going to like get bored of like trying to figure out how to not just do a circle or figure eight around like small the small areas of your house where you perhaps don't have carpet it's just not this isn't just this yeah. just isn't gonna really work but in, you know that there will be homes. some people out there that get like mad creative with it and create these like insane courses yeah. where they're like going under stuff and for it like 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 those videos of people where, where they have like dominoes falling over they'll people think of amazing things um but it seems like the kind of thing that if your kids have a Nintendo Switch, it's a cool Christmas present, but it's not It'll be the coolest Christmas present Yeah, ever. it'll be like, whoa, I can, it's Mario and he's going around the room and I'm controlling him and playing it on the Switch. It's like so many things going on at the same time. But I would never ask for this as a Christmas present because it's just like, <laughs> you'll play with we it. You can't for even a... play it online because your cart yeah. can't be in no. my house no. going around the same track. No. So it's, as I said, it's really like clever and I smiled through the whole trailer, but it is utter useless. Yeah. You'll play with um, it for a week and then you'll be like, okay, that's America done. It's better. Yeah. Um, the <laughs> next next one was a really weird one, uh, which was a Game & Watch Super Mario Brothers sort of device, basically. So if you remember yeah. the old Game & Watch devices, those gold and with red trimming things that you could get, 
that played Mr. Game and Watch. They're basically bringing out a one that's specific for the original Super Mario Brothers. Um, and it's this little console and it's also a clock and it does some other mini games and stuff. Weird little niche piece of uh, kind of collectible device things out on the November the 13th. Yeah, yeah. not mu- not it's, for me. It's exactly what you said. It's a collectible item. There are plenty of people out there that just love these kind of things and have the old game watches. So this, this is a thing for the, you know, the collectors out there it's not yeah hardcore nintendo fans that love to collect and want to be able to say i've got every nintendo device ever made i've got all the game and watch they're worth at least 50 quid all put together so fantastic yeah um the next thing was you mentioned earlier it's called super mario bros 35 which is a a mario battle royale which comes out on october 1st uh 2020 it's is it which mario is it Mario. So it, it, it is. It's the original Super Mario Bros. again. Brothers again. So the first ever Mario game that came out on the NES. Right. Um, and it's basically taking a little bit of inspiration from Tetris 99, which was a quite a successful game on the Switch, which is where you're playing with loads of other people at the same time. But instead of it sort of being multiplayer and that all of the players are in the same game world, everyone's in their own game world, but what you do in your playthrough affects their game. So if you kill an enemy on your run, so you're running around, yeah, yo, jumping on enemies on Cooper's head, spudding, yo, 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 yo. Uh, Sound more, like, sound more like Peter Sellers <laughs> than Mario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jumping on people's heads. If you kill an enemy, the enemy you kill will get added to one of the other 35 players' games and it all gets mayhem. It looks kind of mad and maybe something that's fun. If it's free to play, I'll probably give it a little go. Original Super Mario Brothers is always fun. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not interested in this format, to be honest with you. I got to say, it's not. It's, no. I, I probably won't be playing that. But there you go. Yeah, no, it's, it's it's a bit of a weird one. You know, something to pad out the direct a bit. And then finally, uh, Super Super Mario All Stars, which was a game that came out on the, I think this was on the SNES, um, not the original NES. So I've gone with the, those pronunciations of the abbreviations there, which makes some people annoyed. Um, the so basically, it's a collection Snez, of Super Mario Brothers. Snes and Wii. Snes and Wii. Yeah. Originally Snes, Sup- obviously, but it also had a collection on the Wii. Oh, okay, cool. So it's Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Bros. Brothers: The Lost Levels, Super Mario Brothers Two, and Super Mario Brothers Three, all with enhanced sixteen-bit graphics um and if you are a switch online member which i believe both you and i are uh it's out now for you and you just get access to it so go and play that it's kind of really fun and upgraded ways of playing the original super mario brothers games brilliant games great level design go check them out i can also confirm having just looked on the e-store that the super mario 3d all-stars collection including uh mario 64 sunshine and Galaxy is forty nine ninety nine and is available for pre order. Oh my gosh! It's too it's, much. See, this is it's too so much for three thing. old games with one I don't want to play. Yeah, uh, the, it's really annoying because that is something that a lot of people will want to get, but you yeah. just you've outpriced a lot of people who would get it on a, a bit of a whim. Yeah, if that was thirty and quid, and if that was thirty five, I'd be like, this is pushing it. Yeah, but if it was thirty yeah. quid, I'd go. Oh man, I'm going to be pissed having sunshine just sitting there. But actually, maybe this is within reach now. Fifty quid. Yeah, 
just that's completely outrageous. These are three old games. 64 has been released 48 billion times and is due a proper remake. I just they're they're kind of taking the piss as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I I mean I already own all three of those games and I can easily play two of them as I have a Wii and I have Sunshine and Galaxy so I can play both of them as it is. So yeah. it's kind of like why am I spending 50 quid on like you said three old three old games that they haven't really done much to. Nintendo, you give with one hand and take with the other. You get us excited, and then when it comes to it, it's kind of like, oh, no, this isn't as good as it looks. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, thanks, but no thanks, but thanks, Nintendy. So there's obviously, like, there's obviously, like, a load of other, like, potential news and rumours that probably aren't worth going into. So, like, Sony pricing, Xbox pricing... Again, Nintendo Directs that have not really been announced, but there's so yeah. many fakes. Uh, so I think that's it for the news today. Because otherwise, if we're putting more rumours out there and yeah, incorrect we info... We don't want to just be continuing to turn the rumour mill all the time. Um, but yeah, when something is concrete, we'll try and report it. But there, there's just been so many rumours of console price and stuff that you know, it's a new one every week and it's just not worth telling you every time we've got a new one, really. Hey, can we talk about um, going back to Gamescom? Oh, <laughs> going all the way back. Yeah, all the way back. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, fanboyism, but directly re- related to um, a Twitter thread, which we've both found hilarious to sort of scroll through. <laughs> uh, Gamescom did a load of awards um, of various things, mostly awards for games that aren't even out yet. So really, it's just a hype train and doesn't really it mean anything. It was weird, wasn't it? It was very S- odd super weird and slightly meaningless if i uh, can say that out loud yeah however one of the awards which potentially less meaningless because it actually had a point was most wanted tech and they gave this to the xbox series x which obviously has just started a whole <laughs> fanboy war which is funny but slightly pathetic yeah um, and if i may start with Someone, uh, I'm not going to give their Twitter handles out because we don't want to start any beef with anyone in particular. Someone has said, come out and said, I have proof and has come back with four different uh, Twitter handles that have all put out essentially which next gen console are you most excited for? And I'll just read out some of the results. So one of them was from the Game Awards official site. They said, by this time next year, where do you think you'll be playing most of your games? Xbox Series X came at 20%, uh, PC 21%, Nintendo Switch 19%, but at the top, PlayStation 5, 40%. Andrew Rayner, or Reiner, uh, knowing what you know now, which next-gen system are you most excited to get? Xbox Series X, 36%. And again, PlayStation 5 on top at 64%. Yeah. IGN themselves also did a poll. Which next-gen console are you most excited about? PS5, 75%. Ugh. Xbox Series X, 25%. And finally, John Lineman did another one. We filmed a video discussing the MS show this morning, but I'm curious to hear everyone else's thoughts. Uh, thoughts. Which platform has you most excited? At the bottom, Sega Saturn, 21%. I think that was a gag. Uh, Xbox Series X, 32%. And at the top again, PlayStation 5, 47%. Now, that is hilarious and a a very good clap back. Um, I suppose one thing we should 
perhaps point out that I I don't know if it's relevant or not. You can tell me your thoughts. Is every sort of platform or media outlet is going to have a slightly different self-selecting group? Yeah, and bias. So, yeah, uh, like a slight bias. I I'd like to think that the these people, the Game Awards in particular, and IGN are are not biased in, to, in terms of just happy to report on everything. That's what you hope yeah. for. Yeah, yeah. So um, I meant more in terms of their their they have a fan base that is weighted in certain camps. Yes, that's what I mean. But it, yeah, yeah. That, that could be true. So I'm thinking that as hilarious as this is, it's only going to be. It's four polls that all came out of PS5 on top, but like each one, I don't know. I, I don't know how relevant that all is, is what I'm saying. Twitter is a fickle place. It's a toilet yeah. wall. Yeah. And Gamescom coming out and doing this. I mean, where do they get their votes from? <laughs> it, I mean, I, I have no idea. I've, these these awards seem to be totally meaningless and come from... Like, I mean, what was what was one of the ones that really confuse me i mean things like best rp best rpg was cyberpunk a game that's obviously not out, not out yet i mean yeah. obviously there's a lot going around about it and everything we've seen looks great but it's not out yet so we don't know if it's the best rpg but the most wanted tech is such a weird way of phrasing it it's not saying best tech and there's been a lot of the, of the microsoft fanboys coming in the reply saying yeah, well, it's the most powerful console, so obviously it's won. But that's not even what the award is for. It's not for best tech. It's not for most powerful tech. It's literally for the most wanted or the most popular upcoming next-gen next gen console. Yeah. And who, how, have they, how have they picked this? Who's picked it? They, I don't think they even said, like, yeah, like you said, who's voting. So it just means nothing. It just means absolutely nothing. But yeah. regardless of that, thousands of people have been have found it very upsetting or they're very happy about it and these the replies in this thread are just absolutely out of this world and loads of people putting in screenshots of the power of the two consoles what their kind of you know their cpu and everything like that what they're going to be capable of people are saying why why wasn't the ps5 on that list something's going on here it's fixed it's you know all this kind of thing and it's just yeah. i mean so i was i was I was under the impression that, well, especially from the Xbox side, they were saying, you know, we don't really, we don't really care about the console war anymore. It's not really, a, we don't really have a horse in that race anymore. And there were loads of talks up until I would say earlier this year from a lot of the kind of games media saying like the console war is sort of dying out as a concept. But when you look at things like this, it is, I would say this year it has been, I don't know if it's just because nobody's got anything to do because it's flipping lockdown. But I would say the the Sony ponies and the Xbox have been at war more than ever. <laughs> it's the same story. It's just the same thing every every time. Um, I don't. I mean, we we both agree that the Xbox One sort of got off on the wrong foot and never really mm -hmm. recovered. They're making strides in in a few places, and they've obviously had setbacks now. What with Halo and blah 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 but it's it's just the same old boring stuff of people just like whacking each other with large bamboo sticks and just like it's utterly 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 pointless it's kind of funny but you just know that a very large percentage of these people aren't just trolling and being funny or putting in something sarcastic they really mean it and they really want to back their pony and it's i don't i don't 
really get it. I understand being invested in something. You're an Xbox guy, you know, and wanting it, willing it to do well. But in terms of just like taking chunks out of each other. Yeah. And also just like celebrating when something unfortunate happens to your, I I suppose they see as their rival. Then actively going out there and celebrating it. So things like obviously when the Halo Infinite stuff came out, all the PlayStation fans were like, ha ha. And like doing all of the Craig, I mean, the Craig means were funny. You know, obviously I find them funny, but like, but then on the other side, it's stuff like, you know, them saying like there's been more stuff out this week about the PS5 only being backwards compatible to PS4 and mm. but not PlayStation 1, 2 and 3. So obviously all the Xbox fanboys are coming out being like, Wee, you're not going to be able to play any of that stuff on your console. It's just like celebrating things that are, you know, unfortunate things. It's just such <laughs> a bizarre like what you're not in, you know, primary school and it's not like. You're not on a team. You're not part of any team here. We should be on one team, Balam, and that's gamers. We're all we gamers. Should be, we should be, you know, w- willing each of, w- w- each of them to do well because it's better for competition. It's better for the industry. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, willing for these things to be fixed. So, of course, like, the PlayStation 5 should be fully backwards compatible, not necessarily with the discs, but, you know, digitally as well. Uh, you know, that's something Xbox is nailing. Uh, we want Halo to do well. We don't actually, you know, we're not laughing at it yeah. because it looks poop. We say it looks poop because we want better. Yeah, we're, dis- I mean? we're disappointed. And yeah, like you said, it, it just seems... It's not ha 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 Xbox, ha 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 ha. It's, this looks poop. Can we have a good game, please? Yeah, exactly. Like, there, is a, there, is, there is a voice of reason here. Um, oh, give me the voice. I want it. Uh, and I will give you the... Uh, the Twitter handle it's at sketches life 04 who's just written imagine caring about the xbox versus playstation just enjoy your console and don't have a go at people who have the other console just enjoy gaming oh man that's that is the voice of reason that's what we all needed and that's what we should end this discussion on um because yeah i think we share the same point of view in that we want everyone to do really well yeah we get salty sometimes and like to have a laugh about it when people don't don't get it bang on but we at the end of the day we want everyone to do well and we want good games i don't have a playstation but whenever i watch people play playstation games like the last of us 2 i think flipping it well done that's great so yeah enjoy the things that you're passionate about but don't hate on other people for not liking the same things as you i just don't get it i mean not not that anyone listens to us for life advice or or you know we're in no pedestal to preach but you know maybe just Chill out, man. Go out for a walk in the in the wind and listen to the to the trees rustle occasionally and hold hands with someone. That's that's that sounds great, man. Have a coffee. Anyway, <laughs> enough of that. Should we talk about what we've been playing? Yeah, um, it has been it has been two weeks. Yeah, uh, I think we could probably you know review a thing or two. I don't know if you've played any new titles or whether you've gone no, back t- to some stuff. Well, a bit of both actually. Um. Yeah, played some games. Uh, it's weird doing this at the end of the episode. It's quite nice, though, at the same time to kind of bring it to a close. Um, yeah, I've played some stuff. So, again, you know, I always say it's the joys and the wonders of Xbox Game Pass, ladies and gentlemen. It's the best deal in gaming. I know we've just talked about fanboys and how much how terrible they are, but I'm more than happy to promote Xbox Game Pass. Um, 
everything that gets added, I'm just like, heck yeah, let's give it a go. Let's try that stuff out. So I downloaded Tell Me Why, episode one, which is a new story game from the makers of Life is Strange, Don't Nod Entertainment. Uh it's a very, it's a, it's a, it's a Marmite kind of genre. You either like it or you don't. It's, it's a, it's, a, I, I, you could call it a walking sim, but there's a bit more going on. There's a lot of dialogue options and chat and decision making and the odd kind of almost quick time event esque thing going on. Um, and it's a really cool story, a really interesting and compelling story. Um, a lot, it's got a lot of praise because it features a, transgender character and they apparently it's a very good portrayal it's not just like a token thing that's been put in to be like hey we're woke it's like an actually really good portrayal um and it's yeah the story is great and just even in the first episode there's there's some really good twists and turns it's a little bit slow paced at times it's a lot of walking around a room and there's like 10 different things you can (laughs) examine and sometimes it's like a piece of paper that has like an address on and it's like why i don't need to look at that and sometimes it's like a really long diary entry and it's just a lot of stuff to look at and being someone who needs to look and do every single thing you possibly can do sometimes it feels Mm. it just takes the wind out of your sails a little bit um but I really like where the plot is going with it. It's a really, really cool plot. So I would I would suggest that if people are a fan of story games, check it out. You look like you want to say something, Mark. Give me that title again. Tell me why. Excellent. No, is tell, just tell sorry, tell me why you want to know. No, no, I'm oh, joking. It's called Tell Me Why. I'm joking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah oh, oh, you got me. Is that Xbox? I think it'll be I think it'll be PC. I assume it'll be across the the Game Pass family. Um another another one. Wasteland Three. We mentioned it earlier in the game uh, in the news that it's just it's yeah, just it come out. So I dove into that, um, and yeah, we had talked about it in the past and how it's the kind of the origins of the sort of Fallout series. And um, I can I can definitely see in just sort of like the post apocalyptic vibe of it all and that kind of thing where it's come from. But I wasn't expecting it to be a turn based sort of tactical like XCOM kind of game. I didn't realise it, it was that. I thought it was going to be more, you know, the the top, almost more like Diablo-esque kind of thing. Um, mm. But no, it's it's the, it's the turn-based tactical combat, um, which I wasn't expecting, but I think I could warm into it. It's, it was, I maybe should have chosen a slightly easier difficulty just because it kind of throws you in expecting really how to know what you're doing and i didn't really know what i was doing mm. um but it seems like something i could get into um it, it did feel slightly odd playing that kind of game on console on a tv it feels like the kind of thing i want to be really up close playing it on a computer screen but yeah i, I didn't play loads of it but i'm definitely going to revisit it um you know there's loads of loot to be diving through there's dialogue options there's fun chat you can make decisions that have effects on who's going to live and who's going to die it looks like a bit of fun i've been playing a lot been yeah. playing a lot of Battletoads, which Ooh, how's that? I'm actually really enjoying. Again, it's a bit of a divisive one. Some people are thinking it's crap. Some people think it's great. It's a really retro style game in that it's, yeah, it's it's like beat em up Streets of Rage style combat. Then there's levels where you're in like a sort of like speeder bike kind of thing and you've got dodge, dodge obstacles. It's all very simple stuff, but... 
it feels like you're playing a Saturday morning children's cartoon, but with like adult writing. So it's just it's just right. got this really fun feel to it. It's got really funny writing. The visuals are great. Yeah. The combat and gameplay isn't that deep, but you just kind of you go along with it just because it's fun and it's funny. So I've been enjoying that. And there's loads of stuff to loads like collectibles and that to keep you wanting more. So I, I, I like that. Probably give it like a seven out of ten, but it's like it's good. And then lastly, um, I went onto the Switch Nintendo Switch sale, and I downloaded the Hotline Miami collection, which you actually recommended to me. Excellent. And I've been playing. I played a good amount of that. It's a bit samey. The first one. It's just like go in a room, hack a load of people, repeat. But the vibe of it is great, and it's it's frustrating enough to make me want to keep going and keep trying to beat the challenges. So. Hotline Miami, I know it's been around for a long time, but it's a lot of fun. And yeah, it was in the Switch sale, and it's one of those things where it's just like, yep, might as well. So that's what I've been playing, Mark. How about you? Excellent. Um, just a couple very quickly. Uh, been playing a little bit more Dota 2 with the boys. Um, always always fun to dive into that and slightly frustrating, but we've had some closer games recently yep. rather than uh, the toxic behaviour and wipes that happen often um i've gone back to a little bit of modern warfare um been playing some plunder nice uh, with a couple of friends of mine i very 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 briefly downloaded pillars of eternity oh yeah um, you said you were gonna one. do that and i think i've come to the realization that i'm just not a crpg player okay which i've hinted towards before there's something about those games that i just thought i can't i just cannot get into i mean i played Neverwinter nights back in the yeah. day and um, I never really played Baldur's Gate. Those pass, pass me by, really. I don't know if Divinity technically can be counted as a... I guess it can. I guess it is a CRPG. And that, and I didn't like the first one, but Divinity 2 is, is a lot better. The combat's uh, pretty great as well. Um, and the writing is more stable. But Pillar of Eternity, I, I got as far as creating the character, going in, reading the first dialogue, and just went, I cannot be bothered. <laughs> I just like took this big sigh and just went, I I am not in the frame of mind yeah, for this yeah. at all. And so uninstalled it. Um, so yeah, I'm sure it is. What does great. the what does the C stand for in CRPG, by the uh, way? Computer RPG. It's where you it's, I don't know why it's called that. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. It's just where you control a party and you control all the members of a party in a RPG. Okay. Don't know why. Could, uh, it could be called D and D RPG for all I care if it's a party based thing. But there you go, CRPG. Another one is, uh, of course, Rogue Legacy Two. Uh, I'm loving the graphical style. It just looks really sweet and crisp, and suits the game a Great. lot. Uh, the only issue right now is that I've kind of rinsed all the content. The only thing I haven't done is actually defeat the first boss because um, he is quite difficult. So I just need a little bit more perseverance to do yeah. that. But in terms of what's available in the skill tree, I've maxed it. I've also, I think I've gotten all the runes and things that are currently available. There might be a couple more that are in the game at the moment that I don't know about. Done a few of the secret challenges and things. The second biome is due to release in like 49, 48 days or something. Biome. Um, but the third... Yeah, biome, as in area. Okay, right, different, yeah. Different world area, biome. Um, the third biome is available to play, but I don't think it's complete. But that's such a level jump. And because of the upgrades and things you can get at the moment, when if, if you go over there, everything is just exponentially harder and do so, does so much damage that you're just, unless you're very yeah. skilled at um, 2D, you know, roguelikes, you will just struggle to get through it. Um, so I, ve- I rarely venture over there. 
Uh, four classes available at the moment. Uh, Barbarian, Knight, Mage and Archer. The Archer is uh, just a very different style of gameplay that I personally find very difficult. Uh, but could be rewarding if you get into it. Mage is insanely difficult and you would have to be insane to mage, uh, sorry, main the mage class. Barbarian is great. Knight is great. Those are the two that if you're getting serious and want to go get some work done and defeat the boss, you're probably playing those two. Um, and in terms of all the traits and personality things, I'm hoping to see more of the old ones put in, some of the just silly ones like uh, dyslexia and everything just being written in a complete mess in the game and that sort of thing. Um, but there are loads of new ones that are just really fun and really making the game dynamic. They've also added a risk reward system, which wasn't in the first one. So in the first one, you could have traits and personality quirks that actually do make the game more difficult but wouldn't alter the game whereas in this one if you pick uh, traits and personality things that are going to make the game more difficult you will gain a bonus percentage gold um, so that's just a really sensible positive and fairly obvious change to make um, so yeah I've kind of rinsed the game for what it is because it's early access um, so there's not a lot left for me to do yet apart from defeating that boss but thumbs up from me i definitely get it great and you should buy risk you should buy uh rogue legacy one, one on on switch because it's great there will have been a lot of fans of this podcast sweating about whether or not you were going to mention rogue legacy 2 this week and i feel like they've been fulfilled they've had their wishes fulfilled thumbs up from mark on rogue legacy 2 everybody tuck in another game i've been playing is risk of rain 2 which is the most fun i've had in a video game for a long time it's another sort of roguelike situation um i didn't i didn't even know what the first one was the first game was a 2d sort of side scrolling yeah, version side-scrolling of it, vibe, wasn't it? And, a, and that has actually had a co-op update um on pc and switch so you can play that one in co-op. I, seem to, I seem to remember the reason why i'd never played that was because you, the you, the view was so panned out and your character was like a tiny pixel on the screen and i was just like this looks this looks <laughs> mad so I was, i'm not even going to try risk of rain one but the second one looks really different and might be something i want to give a go so everyone was really surprised when they they made risk of rain 2 and made it 3d and how well they transitioned it yeah. over um, while still keep, keeping the same sort of vibe and gameplay the music is absolutely superb. It's like spacey synth rock and then it's uh, all like sort of synth wave kind of stuff and then suddenly goes into like prog rock, okay. but like space age prog rock. And it's ace. It's so good. The soundtrack is banging. Uh, graphically, it's got a, it's definitely got a graphical style. It's sort of cell shaded, but not in that way that you're immediately imagining. Um, it, do, it definitely has a graphical style. Um, basically, you're... The idea is that each level you're looking for the teleporter and the game, as the timer goes on, is consistently progressing in difficulty from easy to medium to hard to, uh, uh, I can't remember, insane to I see you to... Basically, the end difficulty is just a complete scrolling thing of just ha, 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 ha in capitals. All right, okay. Um, So it just spawns more monsters and bosses become standard monsters. And all the time, you're basically killing things for money. And you have the choice of staying in a world for as long as you can handle to collect all the boxes of loot that require money and drones and that sort of thing. And every single loot 
that you get attaches to your character, so aesthetically changes your character. So if you get a little missile launcher, that's a little missile launcher you get on your shoulder. If you get a pair of glasses, those pair of glasses will go on your character. So the, you end up just looking utterly Great. ridiculous. And it's just so much fun. The gameplay loop is just awesome. It just gets so silly when you get all the speed upgrades and damage upgrades and defensive stuff and healing stuff and the different ways that they change your inter- interactivity with the game. Loads of monsters, loads of different designs. It's very silly. Um, there are loads of characters to unlock through different mm. means. I've got all but one, um, which requires a very specific... I don't want to spoil anything, but each character requires like a specific thing that you have to go do or work out. And I've worked out how to get the last character I need, but I just haven't been yeah. able to do it because by the time I get there, I'm in ha-ha-ha-ha-ha. Oh, I see. getting absolutely pummeled. But um, highly, highly recommend. Sounds great. uh, Sounds really satisfying and fun and a bit silly as well. Um, It's it's not out on... It's only a PC at the moment, isn't it? I think it's coming to other consoles by the end of the year. It's It's on on Switch, Switch. is it? Okay. It is on Switch, but I don't know about uh, PS4, Xbox One. You'd have to have a look. Okay. So it's early... Okay, so it's early access on all of the platforms. So Switch, PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Yeah. And it's full release... Is it, so it's, it's had its full release on Microsoft Windows, but it hasn't had the full release on uh, Switch, PS4, and Xbox One yet. So that's coming this year. The the final thing I've been playing, uh, I've not, not deep into it yet, but I gave Dead Cells a go mm, on yeah. your Game Pass. Really enjoyed it. Again, I'm 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 not a I'm not a sucker for these sort of pixel art styles. And so when I looked at screenshots of Dead Cells, I was like, ah, oh, I don't know. Uh, but it was on your Game Pass, so I thought, well, it's there. Let's have a look. And they've inserted just a lot of personality. There's a lot of uh, interactions and sounds and animations that just really add a lot of character. The gameplay is super fluid, just running through and diving and collecting items. There's a really nice sort of upgrade system in the way that... Because it is a roguelite. If you die, you start from the beginning. Yeah. But I just really enjoy that process of like building up the stuff and picking how you're going to do it. Um, Again, I'm not that deep in. Uh, but th- th- there's a really good level of difficulty and difficulty curve. Gra- the graphics don't bother me because it just they've really incorporated it into their well, it's, style. It's very vibe. It's very vibrant, uh, colourful, and it's it's quite it's quite a detailed pixel, uh, you know, s- yeah. style, isn't it? It's it's not like Absolutely. a lot of other pixel styles. It's it's pretty detailed. Yeah. So I'm really enjoying that. But again, I'm I can't go into too much detail because I'm not that far into it. But I have to say, I picked it up on Switch because of the sale. Uh, that's how I've been meaning to do that because I pl- I tried it out on Game Pass and I was like, yeah, I really, really like this, but I know it's a good Switch game, so I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to keep playing it. That's what um, it is. Yeah. Which was tricky, but yeah, so that's I definitely will be getting it on Switch because, I mean, it's been out for a good while now and I've always thought when this is on sale, I'm going to get it, so I need to just go ahead and do that. Uh, yeah, I recommend Dead Cells. It's really good. Radical, he's a roguelike boy these days. From, oh, from a few, a, a good few episodes back saying you weren't really a massive fan. You've played enough of them now to realise that they're good. Uh, well, I have played it a, a few, but like I, I didn't consider myself a big player of them. I, I don't know. But yeah. like, yeah, I've just been rinsing three of them out of nowhere and uh, really enjoying them. Realise I'm not a CRPG guy. Yeah, it's all changing, getting older, getting more refined. <laughs> I don't know. This is what happens. Everyone becomes rogue in their later years. Uh, yeah, it's just that it's that addictive gameplay loop, which I just absolutely love in roguelikes. That's what we've been playing over the last couple of weeks. Who knows what we'll be playing over the next week or so. Um, but that's 
that's it for this app. We've 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 prattled on for a little while now, and I think we've had a nice chat. Yeah. Uh, so I think let's wrap it up, baby boy. Let's do that. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Absolutely, really appreciate. I didn't have the right words there, but really appreciate if you're downloading <laughs> on whatever thing you're using to listen to us on, whether it be on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, or, or Deezer and Stitcher. Are we on those yet? Still waiting. We're we're out. We're out there. We're out there. So yeah, thank you very much. Next week, what are we talking about? So we we mentioned it briefly earlier. Next week, we're going to talk about video game addiction. Um, whether we're addicted, whether you, the listener, are addicted, whether there's a little bit too much weight put on the idea of being addicted. Well, we we know that it, these days it is now a, a mental health term to have. It is it is deemed to be an affliction, be having a video game addiction. That was a good little rhyme there. Um, mm. So what, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, please do let us know. We'd love some feedback. I'll be putting out some tweets trying to get some feedback, but please do... Email in your thoughts. What is that email, Mark Liddell? It is pushingbuttonspod at gmail.com. Pushingbuttonspod at gmail.com. You only have to write it once, though. Yes, don't do it twice. That, that, won't, that won't, won't work. Um, please do email in. That would be absolutely lovely. And please do follow us on all of the social media, the Twitter, PB Podcast UK, Instagram, at pushingbuttonspod. Come say hi. Send us a picture of yourself playing a game uh, with a th- with your th- with a thumb up um, and a smile, hopefully. And if you want to wear a cap while you do it, that of course is your own decision. Uh, and as a final thought, please do try and be next week's MVP. Tell five people about the podcast. Let let them know. Get them listening, and we'll write a jingle all about you, just like we did for our dear friend Keaton Kendrick. Until next time, that's what we'll be speaking about next week. We shall bid you farewell. Adieu. And goodbye. Uh, Adieu.